at one point, uh, she, he found out she was like planning to leave, so he poked holes in the condom. No! And that's how I'm here. He's a crazy bitch! Little bit. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father, because he has no clue. Hey guys, welcome back to Whoa Dad. I am Nikki Bond, and I am here without my dad again. Ha ha ha. What's happening? I don't know. We are taking a little break from recording with him at this moment in time, which is why I didn't put an episode out in a couple weeks because I had to figure out what to do. It's been a process. So my dad and I, we've gone through a bit of an up and down recently. And if you haven't caught up to what's going on, basically, we started this podcast to rekindle our relationship and teach him some things figure out our conflict. Then we got in a fight a couple months ago, didn't talk for about a month. Then we made up and he came on for my birthday episode. But since then, he hasn't been feeling like doing it. And I am trying not to feel abandoned and have a mental breakdown. It's cool. I've been working on it in therapy. But for real, Right now, I feel like I need to give my dad some space with recording because he's just not in a uh, silly mood. And so I'm going to let him go through his own shit and bring him back on when he's ready. No forces, you know. But I will say it is a weird position to be in because I feel like this podcast really helped keep us on track and keeping in touch and I felt like we got so far and I'm feeling a little bit discouraged in terms of the relationship or I feel a bit uh, blocked with communication. It's not as easy for me to express how I feel without the microphone, which is probably not healthy, but at the same time, it just made it more so of a safe space. So we're still talking. We're okay, but until he is in a more comfortable position in life and his view of the world, I think he should remain off the air. Is this air? Is this a radio station? It's not. I just am not going to pressure him to do anything because also when I do pressure, it hurts. Pressure and then rejection. Not good for the old self-esteem and having the confidence to ask people for things. Anyways, but I have been having a really good time talking to people who have complicated or interesting relationships with their dad. And I'm pretty stoked about this new format because I'm learning a lot. I find it fascinating. It's helping me and I feel less alone. So I hope that it's helping you. So today... Our guest 
is a hilarious comic that I met at the improv and we were actually at a show. We'll get into it. But he started talking about his dad and at the time he wasn't talking to him. And I was like, oh, do you want to come on my podcast? And I very much admire him for saying yes, because we didn't know each other that well when I first asked him and he followed up with me. And I love and respect people like that. People that are willing to tell their stories and be vulnerable and give us the dirt and what their family is all about. Thank you for that. So this is part one of my conversation with Ryan Clark. Yep, there's two parts because these stories are wild. It never ends. Okay, Ryan. Ryan's a comic. Mm -hmm. I already said all this. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, you are a comic. Yeah, it happens. I will do comedy. Don't say it like that. <laughs> no, you are a comic. You're funny. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad people think that. I mean, it's weird because I didn't know you. I feel like I didn't know you before, before the pandemic. Mm -mm. No, no, I mean, I know I, you know, I've heard I'll hear people's names before you, you meet them. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah, it was like we just met fairly recently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When we were on the rec room. Show. Yeah. But I also saw you like hosting. But anyways. OK, but we're not here to talk about comedy. OK, we're here to we're talk about dads. dads. We're here to shit talk dads. Yeah. OK, so I know nothing about Ryan's dad's story. And even though you said there's no like linear thing, I guess I'm like start start where you want but i do go i do want to know like what childhood was like to okay up. like yeah. how would you define your relationship with your dad uh you know i mean it's uh, right now it's okay right now it's good um but yeah there was a lot of things that happened I, i'll you know i'll start with the baby stuff um you know i mean my dad was a i don't know he's a very angry he has anger issues and, you know, mental issues. Well, it's the more that we're learning about mental health and stuff, the more it's kind of it. like looking to be like, oh, yeah, it's a, like it's a, it's a it's a mental health thing that he's just never, you know, uh, checked in on. Um, but, yeah, it was like, you know, I mean, crazy anger uh, issues. I, I like I remember when I was like four, um, like walking into the garage and he had like my uncle in a headlock and a knife kind Whoa. of stuff like you know he was like he was the oldest of four boys and he was just like so it's just like that's it's very like alpha pack you know like you know it's just you know four boys and like a single mom raising four was you know is you know I think it was just boys kind of just took over the house but you know I remember I think when I was like three like it, uh, my parents just didn't get divorced like my mom kind of had to flee in the night with us and just like Whoa, disappear to one of those vegas. yeah not vegas uh nevada though Yo, but um that's okay yeah i don't okay. know it's you know i don't he yeah he's just he's always been like an angry guy but he's always like i think um worried that people will leave him so he'll do things to, like push him away push people away just to kind of prove that he was right um Whoa. but yeah i'd say like you know i mean there was a lot of like any m memories i have of my parents being married are just like um just yelling at each other um okay so okay so first of all where are you from uh i was born in the san fernando valley okay and your parents obviously are divorced mm -hmm. and did your mom, did they get divorced when your mom took you and fleed? 
Uh, yeah, I guess around that time, I'd say, you know, I mean, I was like three by the time my, my parents were divorced. My mom, my sister was two. Um, my mom was like 22 whoa, whoa, or something, whoa, whoa. 22, 23. Okay, so. That's a key factor. So your mom had you very young. Yeah. My mom was like, yeah, my mom had me when she was, no, she must've been 23 when I was born. So so she was probably like 25 when they divorced. Okay. Um, and how old was he? My dad was like late 20s. So he was probably like 29 when I was born. Oh, he went for the old younger lady. Oh, yeah. They get so much younger too. Oh, um, no. At one point, I remember I talking to my mom about it and she would always kind of be like, oh, yeah, he's an older guy. It's mature and stuff like that. But then it was like... I don't know. My dad would be very good at being like charming when you first met him mm-hmm. and stuff. And then it was like, then, um, you know, I think once, you know, the relationship got comfortable, then the dark side would come out and stuff, you know, and, and then like, you know, my mom was trying to leave here and there before, you know, before she was pregnant and stuff. But then my dad would like oh. threaten killing himself. Oh. Um, and then at one point, uh, she, he found out she was like planning to leave, so he poked holes in the condom. No, and that's how I'm here. He's a crazy bitch. Little bit, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and so yeah, he did that with me, and he did that with my sister. Shut the fuck. And up. so like you know, and then it was just like there'd be times when you know they were still together. Like my mom would try to just go out on the ha- you know go out on her own and just get out of the house kind of things, and he would like follow her. You know, and kind of stalk. Actually, there's this like one kind of funny story where my uh, my mom and my aunt, they went to a bar somewhere and they were just trying to get away from my dad. They were just like trying to hide and they were basically like they're just venting about my dad or something. And then um, this guy at the bar like came up and started like hitting on my mom. And then, like, my my aunt at the time, because she was, like, studying to be a f- firefighter, she had, like, a very short haircut. So the guy hitting on my mom thought she was a guy for a second and was about to start a fight. But my dad just happened to be there following them and then just came in and, like, no. decked the guy and kind of, like, saved the night. But he shouldn't have been there in the first place because he was, like, just stalking and stuff he's like amber heard meets batman oh yeah i mean i it's like that kind of stuff like i don't know i'll I'll hear about like crazy things like uh from other people i was like okay yeah no that sounds that sounds normal like what of what your dad did you mean yeah i don't know i just hear people say things like uh that sound crazy or they think it sounds crazy and then i'll be like no that's not that crazy i I kind of have like like, my dad stalked my mom yeah in the condom like i remember i had a uh like this was an ex-girlfriend um, but at the time we were dating and uh, my dad was dating this woman and my ex and this woman were like hanging out. But then like uh, like they were all at a restaurant somewhere. And then but then my dad started getting like a mad mood. I don't know if you have you ever seen like quiet anger where somebody's just yes. silent, but you yes. could just feel like, yes. you know, there's just like a mousetrap yes. you know, of, you know, anger about to explode. And he had, you know, so he had this kind of going on. And I forget like how or why, but this girl that my dad was seeing wanted to like ditch my dad and they were trying to run off. And then all of a sudden my ex is just calling 
me i'm at a friend's house just going like i don't know why but we're running away from your dad and shit like that and stuff and and then like my dad's calling me going like where the fuck are where the fuck you know and stuff like that and i was like calling my dad i was like going like keep her out of this she doesn't know what you're like just leave her out of you know i don't care what's going on i don't care just don't do this to her and then like um i don't know like the next day my she called me like after everything was all said and done and she was just like hey i don't know how to tell you this but um, uh, the girl, you know, the woman he was seeing was saying like, you know, she has like a place up in Northern California and, and like before she could finish the sentence, I was like, is he following her up there? And oh she's like, God. yeah. And I was like, he'll do that. Oh and my then, God. And then I like, and he'll then I, do that. yeah. And then I told my sister about yeah. that and I was just trying to tell the same story. I was like, yeah, I was talking to my my girlfriend and she was saying like you know that she, and before i could finish the sentence he was like he was following her wasn't he and it was like we both knew what was going on beforehand and it was just one of those things where it's like oh yeah no it's you don't realize how much like shit like that is crazy until but you hear other normal. people yeah and stuff wow so um that's like i don't know that's most of that stuff is like stuff that happened by the time i was four or you so remember it uh, I'd say more so than my sister. I don't really remember the running away kind of thing. I just remember living in Nevada with my aunt and uncle for a little bit. Um, I, you know, just, I, my, I don't remember seeing my dad or anything around that time, but you know, then it was just like, then I remember, uh, like moving back to California and like, then my dad was around again and he was like super nice and he had like a video camera and was like bringing it over like, Hey, I want to see the kids kind of thing. And there's like, we have like old you know, kid videos where it just seems like very normal and stuff. And it's just like my dad and me and my sister going like, he's like, say hi to your mom and stuff. And we're waving, but it was like, my mom just ran away. Like, it's just like, you'll watch it. And there's like weird tension between them and stuff. But it was like all this stuff that happened while yeah. we were kind of oblivious. Wow. Um, yeah. That's and so traumatizing, I guess. So I'm yeah. learning that <laughs> I'm learning how much, you know, I, I don't know. I always kind of thought like, okay, yeah, no, it's, it sucked, you know, but I'm okay and stuff. But then I'm learning more and more. I was like, oh, maybe that's why I might just be a little emotionally detached here and there just because it was like, you just kind of like, um, I remember like for a while, like when we'd be at my dad's, we didn't have a bedroom because he'd be living his, his mom. Cause okay. So what happened with the divorce was like basically like all of our growing up there was always like nasty custody battles oh and God, stuff till, and like how old um i mean till it's not it's still kind of happening in the sense that <laughs> it's not like they're fighting over custody yeah. it's just um like my dad just has so much back child support that he never paid yes. and stuff that it's like they're still garnishing his wages for it today wow. and it was like i remember like you know even into our 20s he'll like try to like get us to go to court to try to get his like child support lowered and stuff and trying to say like we lived with him for this period of time and you know but it was just like i you know i mean it's like it's he just has owed so much money that it was like I, he can't leave the country now he can't you know it's just like Whoa. his wages are constantly garnished so he's like having to like you know do uh, shady shit yeah i guess and i don't know about shady but just like you know just Loopholes. yeah so okay so when you you remember your parent okay this is a lot this is the wildest story i can't believe is it really okay because yeah, there's I mean, more like, okay well <laughs> i just want to like recap so i can follow it um 
uh, whatever the word is when you say followed in order. I don't know. I'm being brain dead. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just yeah, you know okay, we'll just yellow brick road it. Start yeah. at the beginning. Okay, so poked holes that is blowing my mind and then it's like did he want the baby or he just wanted to control her sick and cool of your mom to like keep the babies at such a young age i know mm-hmm. that like 22 is not that old but it is young especially how long was she with him before he poked the holes i don't know when i mean okay. i guess it was like you know they probably started I don't know. Maybe she was like nineteen twenty when they started dating. Okay. Okay. Um. And then she tr- and then she tried to leave. Yeah. Poke some holes. You guys came along. Yeah. But like, also fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Yeah. My, <laughs> shame on you. Yeah. Fool my sister twice, is proof that my mom doesn't learn lessons yeah, right away. <laughs> seriously, and you're still fucking him. You <laughs> he poked holes and you stayed with not. Yeah. But like, we. I don't know. I'm not judging your mom. I'm just. Yeah, no. funny, but like, come on. I know. It, yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah, you know, I if like if she was a friend of mine, I would have yeah. I, I like I would have warned her to get out before I was even born. Yeah. So and then when you were four, that's when she went to Nevada. Then you stayed with your grandparents. Or aunt and aunt, uncle. Aunt stuff. and uncle. And was she did she stick around when you stayed with them or did she go and try and deal with him? Um oh no, my mom was there with us and okay. stuff. And then like uh basically came when she came back basically like put herself through school to oh, you know be cool. and she became a nurse and her. stuff so yeah it was like you know she kind of did that um you know on her own i mean there was like boyfriends along the way and stuff you know yeah when did you guys see him again after she took you away and would when you said you slept at his house and all that kind of stuff so i guess i'm asking what happened between like five and ten um, for, f- uh, five and 10, it was like the custody battle stuff I was telling you about, but like for a while, like my dad had a house, but then I think because of all the, uh, custody. child support stuff, yeah. couldn't like have it and stuff. So he would kind of just like, he'd live somewhere and then like live with his mom again and like would kind of be in and out of his mom's house, like growing up. So yeah, like a lot of, uh, a lot of my time with him was actually when he was still at my grandmother's house. Did you like your grandma? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's, she's all right. I'd stuff. It was like, I mean, they were always fighting with each other mm-hmm. growing up. I remember like sometimes just sleeping on the living room floor and like six in the morning, they would just be yelling like full for it. And my dad doesn't have like a, like a stern yelling voice. It's just like a, from across the room it'd startle you kind of thing yeah. like he works in construction and like he'll just like he just he'll go to like one to a hundred like super quick like i've seen him just yell at like like uh getting a math equation wrong like he'll just yes. be because it's like you know the uh doing the work he does help to deal with fractions and you it'll be like just a huge like work site just full of construction workers and then you'll just hear like from far away like fuck you know, and like yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, just yeah, stops, yeah, like yeah. big gruff, like construct, like wow. what you know. And it's just like I remember, like he would always just kind of, uh, like I don't know, growing up at bars and stuff. Like he would just take us to bar. Like he would go. We I, like Monday night football was a thing where he would just kind of take us to a bar and like watch things. And like I remember one time somebody kind of going like, "Hey, should you have your kids here?" Like I don't know, we were about seven. Yeah. I was about seven or something. And then just him going like, "I'm gonna give you the count." Of- before I beat the fucking shit out of you right you know no and stuff way. and then it was like one two three four and you're just like and the guy just like you know just backed off Whoa. kind of stuff um were you ever scared of him 
oh, I think I, you know, in some ways I'm just like, even like if we're talking, I think there's like a little bit of just like paralysis. Yes. Emo- yes, yes like yes, it's yes, just yes. like a, hey, hey, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he'd just do things like, um, like, I, okay. One time I remember, uh, I was just, I don't know. I was in, this is at a time I had a bedroom at my grandmother's. Um, I was just in my room. It was like kind of getting ready for bed. And I was just watching TV in my room. And then he just kind of came into the bedroom and he was like, when I was your age, I played outside and stuff. And then just like kicked me out of the house. And then wow. I was just like locked outside no. and stuff. And then it was just like, yeah, I was just locked outside for like no reason. I was just sitting there. I wasn't doing anything. I was just watching TV. And then it was just like, but it's funny because it's like if you like he'll bring that story up sometimes. But it's like with him because he's so like removed about the fact that he just has these like anger issues. Yeah. that It's like he would just say things like. Oh yeah, I tried to ask you to go outside once and you started crying. And I was no. like, "No, I was locked out." You know, I was locked out of the house and he like <laughs> and I think that's the thing. Like I remember uh like I I for a while like wasn't talking to him recently after I had my daughter cuz I I was just staying at my grandmother's and stuff for a little bit and like he still goes over there. You know, they've got a they've got their own relationship. Mm-hmm. And like I I just remember one time like just p- trying to put my daughter to sleep. And then I just hear him in the backyard going like, fuck, 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 you know, oh and I was just like, God. and I was like, I didn't even know he was there, but it, like it woke up the, you know, it woke up my daughter. Yeah. And then I was just like, I can't have her growing around up around this. this as much as like, I appreciate like my grandmother helping me out, but it was like my dad being able to just go up, come by whenever he wants. I won't be able to like keep him yeah. away from that. So it was like, you know, we had to, you know, we kind of found a place after that and I just didn't talk to him for a while because it's like I think he kind of just needs that kind of like punishment to kind of you know realize like what he's doing because I remember uh talking to uh or no my dad's girlfriend now was just like after you know she kind of knew what was happening but after he left she was like yeah I saw Ryan he looked pretty good like didn't even realize like that that kind of shit just like and then he got mad well he got mad we talked for a second while he was mad and then left just going like, oh, Ryan looked good today. You know, not even realizing like what he did. Yes. Um, and stuff. And so it's like, I, I don't know. There's like a bunch of bunch of stuff like that um, here and there. Um, yeah. So that was like five to ten. It was just like custody battles, bunch of fighting stuff along the lines of like, you know, getting kicked out or just like getting mad. It was like always just like being scared to just piss him off because yeah. you don't really know waking the bear what would um the dragon yeah and stuff and so um and do you find that now you're like are you scared of people like that or like are you more timid no think- if anything like i feel like that kind of stuff doesn't like startle me so much mm-hmm. like if i was at a bar mm-hmm and there was a guy like if there was a fight that was breaking out between two people and I had nothing to do with it and they were just starting to yell at each other like yeah. that like I wouldn't even turn around to see what was up it's just like because I'll be like I don't know sometimes I see people try to be intimidating I was like uh, it's okay so you that's good though but that you got to the point that like boundaries and you're able to like brush it off because like my mom wasn't like that but she would get like ah sometimes mm-hmm. and so whenever people go to get mad at me or if I get yelled at I'm like Boo! like I still yeah. have that in I th- me I think if it was like directed straight at me right. it might be a different story but if it's yeah. like if there's just a chaos around me 
you going on. Like it's like it I'm kind of like, oh, I'll just finish my drink Whoa. or something. It's like people like when you're a kid and you can do homework with the TV on because you can yeah, just zone it out. Kind of. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, you know, I, I was even just talking to my wife about this because I was like, I think I have an easier time sleeping because I slept with arguments going on over my head. Yes. Um, wow. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's kind of just, yeah, it's just a bunch of stories like that where it's just like, you know, but it was like, it's also funny. Like, I kind of feel bad because it was like my dad also, like, when he's in a good mood, would like really want to do, th- you know, and it's like, you know, he he wants to do the good things he wants to do, just doesn't follow. You know, he would say things like, I'm going to take you to Disneyland and then wouldn't not because he oh, just was like, no. I'm not gonna. It was just because it was like he would kind of make the promise to see us excited about it and then wouldn't follow through. No. Because, uh, That's yeah. Ho- yeah, just yeah, there was always kind of just stuff like, you know, I th- and I think it's just ult- ultimate like I think he. And I'm realized like he has anxiety himself. Mm. So sometimes there'd just be days where it's just like we would have to, you know, like uh, we would we were supposed to see him, but he wouldn't get us because he just couldn't yeah. that day. Like, I don't like I remember. So my mom, she became a nurse. She became a psych nurse. Uh, so like, you know, and I sure wow. her joke was she was like, yeah, I had all, all this practice yeah, um, seriously. and stuff. And I remember having to spend Christmas on a psych ward once because we like she had to work Christmas and we had to go. She we were going to go to work with her and then he was going to pick us up How from work. How old were you? I just started high school. Oh, my I God. think. OK. And so, yeah. And I was just like and yeah, he was supposed to pick us up, but then uh, called and said he couldn't even, you know, and then we had nowhere to go so that was like a christmas we spent was at a psych ward okay so he had anger issues and he bailed a lot is what it sounds like yeah so like that's would you did you find yourself disappointed yeah i think i'm used you know i mean there's an definitely an element of like you know just kind of a you know, I don't know when presented with good news, just kind of being like, okay, you know, but there's always just that hint yes. of like, hint of like, yes. okay, I'm just, I'm just keeping myself prepared for it not to happen. Interesting. Um, you know. And so then in high school, like what was, because when you're a teenager, you start to kind of, you, you become rebellious more so, and you think, you know, everything, not you, but like as a teenager, you just kind of have your own opinion about stuff. Did your opinion of him change or was it still the same dynamic or like how did that? Um, I remember like, you know, I think growing up there was always like a feeling of looking up to him, even though all this kind of stuff was going on. But then I think where that really changed was like around high school. He started uh, seeing this uh, this new he started seeing this new girl. And, you know, and at first, like she was like, you know, she was cool, like the first two or three times we met her. But then one day. Uh, I don't know. So like, just so you know, like my dad lived in the Valley and my mom lived after like in eighth grade, moved down to Redondo beach. So there was always like a back and forth going on. Okay. You know, just, yeah. you know, I, for like, all the LA people, yeah. that's just so, you know, that's, that was my drive every week. Okay. So how long, like for non LA people, like how long is that drive? Would you say, you know, I'd say it's like a, you know, it's probably like a 40 mile drive okay. or something, Yeah. you know? And, um, but, uh, I remember, so my mom was going up to the valley and then this girl that he was seeing was uh gonna pick us up and then bring you know us to him and 
she had a daughter, I think. So I was just starting high school. My sister was in eighth grade. This daughter was probably like four. And she just was kind of like, hey, uh, bef- uh, my daughter was just wanting to go to, I'm, I'm trying to avoid using names. My daughter was just wanting to go to Chuck E. Cheese really bad. Uh, do you mind if we just go to Chuck E. Cheese for a little bit before I take you to your dad? So I was like, yeah, sure. You know, we were like, okay. And so we're there for like 20 minutes or so. And then she just goes like, hey, I got to go like run to an ATM to just get some more money for tokens and stuff. Can you just keep an eye on my daughter while I go do that? I'll be back in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, didn't think yeah. thinking, think anything of it. And then like 20 minutes to like an hour to like two hours to three hours. And then we're like, oh, she's not coming back. No. And, you know, we don't have any money with us. This is, this is before cell phones. So like we don't have any money with us. And, and we've got her daughter. So we're just watching this woman's daughter and like we have nowhere to go. So then like I had to call, I had to borrow money change to like go use a payphone to call my dad. We just said, I don't know where she is, you know. So he picked us up, brought her home. She was like missing the entire weekend. What? And she also had like our weekend bags in her car. So like we were stuck in like, we had like no clothes, no tooth- toothbrushes or anything like the whole weekend and stuff and then it was like the end of the weekend we found out she was a drug addict no and stuff and like you know and stuff and when we got our stuff back stuff back it was like like my underwear was missing no and like there was like a bunch of wet newspapers in my bag you know like with my clothes and stuff and there was like all this stuff and it was like weird but then it was just like but then after you know after he did or after she did that you know, for somebody to have like the kind of anger he had at like nothing kind of things, he continued to see her. Whoa. And then they eventually got married. And I didn't no. know till after the fact. And then she got pregnant. So now I have a half sister with with, uh, you know, with her and stuff. And so like and it was like, I don't know, there was always like. It, you know, she was the type of woman when it was like she was clean and there she was like nice. But there was always like this just drug issue kind of thing that was always in the background. And I think, you know, there was also. Oh, also, uh, here's a big one. Um, like when I was like four five or so, uh, I was molested. And oh. so and this was like by the girl she was seeing at the time, her brother. No. D- yeah kind of and wait, wait the girl that your dad was seeing at there's the time. so many girls it would be easier if i used names okay let's <laughs> but, call her cheryl okay cheryl so cheryl yeah cheryl's brother oh did it God. to like me and my sister no yeah and stuff and then this new the the drug addict we'll call her tamara or oh, something so name, yeah becky. yeah okay we'll call her becky <laughs> but um yeah it was i don't know so it was there was um yeah, I don't know. There was like a lot of like I had a lot of like placeholder parents growing up. They like were you know, horrible. you know I you know I mean the oddly enough the sister that my dad was seeing of the brother who did it was mm-hmm. probably like one of my favorite people oh. growing up. But it was like you know it's but at the thing that the uh, at the time it was like when my dad started dating her he was in his 30s and she was 19 i'm actually no, closer to age no no the really? closest yeah the closest age my dad or the youngest person i'm was my dad was dating somebody at one point that was 6 months older than me no yeah and stuff and so it's like yeah there's a lot of like temporaries 
uh, I don't know, growing up. And I also almost feel like the any abandonment issues I might have isn't necessarily like from my dad or from my. It's more the you know the the boyfriends and the girlfriends who were there for a while and then just gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that you got attached to. Yeah. So, but you know, I think you know, I think um, you know, I'd say like when situations like the fact that like you know me and my sister being um molested at that age when he found out kind of defended the guy i was gonna thing. ask what he did yeah if he's it such was a just, rageaholic you know and stuff so like and then also you know when there was a drug addict who abandoned us to score drugs it was he ended up marrying her and ultimately like if he never did that i wouldn't have my step- stepsister and we've been pretty close now because she's like I don't know, she's 22 now and stuff. And so we're kind of adults and like she has her own completely different story because, you know, like he he ended up like having to give her up to my uncle and aunt for like, you know, for custody and stuff because it was like, I think, you know, just the environment she was growing up in at least like me and my sister at least had a more stable mom. But like of those two, my dad was the stable one. And so, you know, so she was like raised by my aunt and uncle and then tried to get her, you know, then he tried to get her back at some point and then it created like everybody that is related to my dad has like a valid reason to just be mad at him. Yes. I don't know. But I think the thing that like always kind of would sting the most is like seeing him get mad at people for like no real reasons. And then you'd kind of have these real reasons to like exactly. you know if there was like you know i mean if there was a real reason to beat the shit out of someone it'd be like eh, you, you touched my kids. my kids yeah you know or you know and, or you know you know abandoned them for drugs it was like you know and stuff and those were the people that he kind of you know i saw none of that and i always kind of hoped i would see some of that for you know and it, i don't know it's even went on to like adult life a little kind of stuff but i you know i, I it's hard to yeah, this is a lot of stuff. I'm. Tr- I, f- I feel like I'm just starting to diarrhea. Like, oh yeah, and there was this one time. No, it's okay. I'm like, stuff. just keep. Going. Yeah. you got it all. So yeah, you know that's. You know, I think that's a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the childhood stuff. There's a lot in there though. That's okay. like to like. As much as you're like the abandonment issues from the women, but then I think the abandonment issues, like I think, is such a general term that we all assume is just, oh, you came and you left, but. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people leaving. But I think abandonment is also derived from him not sticking up for you in certain times. Like, because I've had a couple of other people on the podcast whose dads, it seems that their dads chose, and their moms, chose mm-hmm. a significant other over their kids. Yeah, I always kind and of felt, yeah. very, that, that was always my biggest fear mm-hmm. as a kid um, with my mom and my dad. So when I hear it, coming true for people i'm just like i feel your pain even though i wasn't i that didn't happen to me but i was so afraid of it that i'm like that's a whole other kind of abandonment issue where you're like fucking be an adult and then Mm -hmm. you become an adult and you're like oh you just are irresponsible and selfish yeah yeah and yeah so yeah there's just a lot of yeah i guess you know that makes a lot of sense i you know i but um and when did you when you hit so your teens that and then Okay, I have so many questions. Did you confront him since the whole? Because him not the, him defending the guy is like sticking out to me the most, obviously. But have you confronted him about that ever? I remember one time in my like mid twenties or so, 
Um, cause going back, it was like, I, you know, this, at this point I was like out on my own. I was like living with roommates and he, um, he called me up and then he asked me to talk to his lawyer because he wanted to get his, you know, the child support that he owed down because he wanted, you know, me and my sister to say like, oh, for, from this year's to this year, like we lived with him. But, like, really kind of what we did is just, like, he lived closer to my middle school mm. than my mom. So we would just walk to his, you know, there, mm-hmm. hang out there. Then my mom would pick us up or he would drop us off. But he kind of just wanted to make it sound like we lived there. And then um, when the lawyer called, I was like, no, no, we didn't and stuff. And then he called me yelling at me going, like, you fucked me over, you know, kind of shit. Wow. Like, you're fucking me. And then that was just, like the moment where I was just like everything came out and I just yelled about everything. And then he kind of got quiet and listened and it was just like, I was blaming him for things you know, every, every little thing I could think of just came out right there. And then even probably things that he didn't deserve. But like, I remember confronting him about the molesting thing. And I remember saying that and he was just like, I didn't think you'd remember. Oh um, my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he meant it as harsh as it sounds. Yes. But I think it was more like a, oh, you were young, maybe, you know, you kind of thing. But I was like, no, nah, it kind of creeps in like daily. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. It, you know, it's like, oh, it's never like a forf, you know, forefront thought. Yeah. Like it's like controlling my, you know, life. But, you know, there'll just be times where I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, but I remember like, I remember going off about everything and just feeling very unsatisfied yes with uh what you know i don't know at that point i just realized like okay closure is a luxury yo (laughs) that is a very good point or it should never be dependent upon the other the other person closure is a luxury yeah and so you know and so it's you know i mean he's at a place now where you know he's just older and tired and like the girl he's with now is like very good for him and stuff and it's so it's like he you know and it's how old is she 36 right (laughs) yeah she's you know she'll she'll graduate 2023 (laughs) um no you know she's uh you know, I don't know. They're they're closer in age. There's probably okay. like a 15 year difference or something. Well, but that's I also not... think because guys get to the point, like men get to the age where I'm like, you're not gonna get the 20 year olds anymore. Yeah. Like it's like unless mm. you're famous or you're a producer yeah. or a director, all you charming motherfuckers. Eh, once you're past your 60s, you're done. Yeah, he got pretty high up there. Oh <laughs> I, I'd my say, like, god. You know, I mean, you know, I don't want to like. Yeah, there I just like I like I said I just remember some very young you know girl. Like yeah. I remember like I remember yeah, that girl that was 6 months older than me. I met her once. My sister had a boyfriend at the time and they were like they went to school together. <laughs> oh my <laughs> kind god. Of thing. Um, you know, and so yeah, I don't know. It's like there's not like a it's there's not really like a one story like my dad did this and now i'm mad it's just kind of like it's his personality yeah it's you know and it's like i said ultimately like you know because he his dad like left when and my dad was the oldest of four boys and you know he was kind of the golden child of the four and you know hearing about him as a kid especially having a kid now Mm -hmm. he just seemed like a kid that needed a lot he needed like you know i think he just needed extra 
attention, you know, attention, but also when my grandmother was pregnant with him, her marriage to my grandfather was super volatile and, you know, they were having crazy fights and my grandma, I'll talk to my grandmother sometimes and she'll kind of feel like it's her fault. He's the way he is, you know, and there's probably things she could have done differently, um, you know, and stuff. But yeah, like my grandfather left and then my, how old? I don't know. My dad was probably like, he was old. He, I'd say like he was at less than 10. I want to say like seven or something. Yeah. You know, I, I could be wrong, but, um, you know, but then my grandmother remarried and then he got super attached to his stepdad. All of the boys did. And then my step grandfather like killed himself. Oh, no. So, you know, and so he's ultimately just got his own abandonment issues. Right. Because, you know, and it's like, um, you know, I mean, he, he actually, my last name is Clark, not because of my grandfather, but because of my step grandfather. Oh, wow. My dad's real last name is Fernandez. Okay. And then he, like his new, when his stepdad was around, he just one day in school just said like, my last name's Clark now. And then all the other brothers kind of did the same thing. And then they just were like Clark. And then when my mom was pregnant with me, um, I was the first born, uh, like, of, on my dad's side of, like, all the grandchildren. And so, like, my grandfather came back around and, like, bribed my mom to go, like, hey, I'll pay you if you make his last name Fernandez. Whoa, whoa. Kind of thing. And stuff. How did he find her? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like, yeah. it's, it's not like he was, like, we were hidden. I think he just yeah. kind of, like, came back into the picture for a second, said all that stuff. And my mom thought about it because she was already, like, you know. You halfway tools. out yeah, yeah kind of thing and then um uh and then you know so she thought about it and she if she went through with it she told me she would have named me mario my name was almost mario fernandez <laughs> I, I feel like i look like a ryan clark yeah, much more than a mario people be like ah you be on all right the Cinco I, de Mayo i know right and, and they're just like just the like, whitest looking guy yeah they'd be like, like i don't even no. try i'm like yeah <laughs> Howdy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just really lean into it. So I'm going to cut it off here right before Ryan goes into a story of where his dad doesn't back his sister. And it just sets a precedent for what we need in a father. You know, it's interesting, though, because it does come down to our parents' parents. And once you look at their past sure their behaviors make sense but it's too bad they didn't work on themselves so that it doesn't get passed down to us which I think is what my generation is working on a little bit more but that's where the fucked up part happens in your head where it's like where do you accept and forgive and let go when you feel for your parent who has had a traumatizing childhood as well there has to be like some moment in time where everything kind of clicks and turns because as a kid, we don't realize uh, the history that our parents have had and how they've been conditioned. And then when you grow up and you become an adult, you are able to understand more so where they're coming from. But that's the mind fuck that I struggle with. And even hearing other people's stories where it's like, okay, sure. I feel bad for Ryan's dad. And when you understand what he went through, but then you would hope or become a bit more resentful of like, well, why didn't you change if that's how you were treated? If you have your own shit, 
I will say I've noticed on this podcast and, and the last one with Margot that my dad may have been absent, but this whole not standing up for your kid or picking the significant other over that kid or this dynamic is quite traumatizing. That's a dramatic word, but it makes me really appreciate, as I said, my dad. And I am grateful for Ryan's stories. And he is the easiest person to interview because he just is sharing everything. Just here we go. There's more and more to come. And just when you guys thought that it might be a little fucked up, there's more. So tune in next week and you will get part two of the conversation with Ryan Clark. Can we also talk about how his dad poked holes in the condom? That is blowing my mind. I feel like I've told 12 people this already because I was like, yo, can you believe it? Twice? You did it twice? Man, it's not just women that are crazy, is it? All right. If you want to support, please go to patreon.com slash Nikki Bond. And thank you for hanging in there, sticking with us as we go through this strange time in my dad and I's relationship.